0: Hi, and welcome to Church Talks. This is our sermon of the day. We pray that it will be a real blessing to you. I know you'll be encouraged, challenged and uplifted by the talk that you're about to hear. How great is our God. Church, do we really believe that? I believe that he's great this morning. When we each look at where we are and our different walk it with God this morning, if we're a believer, we can't help but just give glory to the Lord for His greatness because not one of us would be where we are today if we hadn't got a great God. Do I get an amen in the house um, for that? Do you know, God, the Bible tells us we haven't got a God made of wood and stone. But we have got the living God, a living, alive God who's alive in the earth today, who's in control of the circumstances. What a mighty God, great God that we serve. And I'm, I'm just so excited. You're going to have to put cement in my shoes this morning because I just think, you know, in the days that we're living, in the days that the church is in today, if we don't have that fresh revelation, thank you, that fresh revelation on the greatness of God, we're going to shake church because God's coming back for a great church. He's not coming back for a weak, sickly church. He's coming back for a people who have recognized his greatness in their lives. Do you believe that this morning? Amen. Amen. Not one of us would be here today. If you're just a new believer, if you're just a new believer this morning, I want to tell you that you have put your trust in the God of all gods, the God of all creation, the God who threw the stars into place, who's holding it all in place. You know, how great is our God. Do you know, what does it mean? What does the word greatness mean as we, we look this morning on the greatness of God? What does it mean? Well, greatness means big, extreme, exceptional, remarkable, impressive, Excellent, fantastic, more than usual, long in duration. Now, that doesn't completely describe the God that we serve, but we can see there that the great God, nothing floors him. Let me tell you, whatever situation you may find yourself in today, nothing takes our great God by surprise. Does that not make us feel secure this morning in a very insecure, very Um, upside down world. But let's go now have a look at some scriptures. And these are just taken one scripture here. The whole of the Bible talks about the greatness of God. And my heart today is that when we leave this place, that we go out knowing without a shadow of a doubt that God is great and he does great and mighty things. Even in the world today and in his church, the best is yet to come. Hebrews 2 verse 3. It speaks of a great salvation. God's salvation. Because he's a great God, he has great salvation. What is salvation? Perhaps you're in the meeting this morning, in church this morning, and you want to say, what is salvation? salvation. Well, salvation is is a word for rescue. That we have been rescued. That God came and rescued us from going to a lost eternity. For dying in our sins. Being separated from him for eternity. That he saved. Because when man sinned, it separated. It separated us from God. There was no way back for us. But in his great salvation he rescued us he had a plan and it was a plan a it wasn't a plan b it says oh the love that drew salvation's plan oh the grace that brought it down to man oh the mighty gulf that God did span at Calvary at Calvary he paid our debt so that we could live isn't that one it was a great salvation it's lasted it's lasting the end of time until he returns it's still a great sal- you're going to thank him this morning for those of us who love Jesus i want to thank him for my salvation this morning for my great salvation not for my puny salvation, but for my great, it took the son of God to come and die in my place and in your place so you could experience the great salvation that God has provided for each one of us. There's the song that says, I should have died on the cross in disgrace but Jesus, God's son, took my place. Let's give him a clap offering this morning. And that's his great salvation. And it's still working in our lives today. How great is our God? And then in Hebrews 4, 1 to 16, it talks about um, Jesus being our great high priest. He's our great high priest. He's not just any high priest. We know that the high priest In the Old Testament was the one that had to go in to the Holy of Holies with a sacrifice. He had to go in and and give a sacrifice and if it was accepted by God, he came out again saying that God had accepted the offering, the blood of the sacrifice and that he had forgiven Israel's sin but I tell you what, if that sacrifice hadn't been perfect, if it hadn't been exactly the way that God had put down under the old covenant, then you never saw that priest again. He, was, he, he just died within there. But you see, that was how what God felt about sin, felt about his separate sin had separated us from him. And so he sent the high priest of all high priests, he sent Jesus who was the perfect sacrifice, the perfect sacrifice who died on that cross for every single one of us. And because of that, he's our priest today. He's interceding for every single one of us right now in heaven. Isn't that amazing? He's our high priest right now. We have a high priest in the heaven. Thank you, Lord. A great high priest, a great, great high priest. Thank you, Lord. I get excited when I see these scriptures and how real our faith is this morning. Hebrews 13, verse 20, it speaks about him being the great shepherd of the sheep. We know that he's our shepherd and we're his sheep and it says he knows his sheep by name this great shepherd knows us by name this morning he knows you isn't that wonderful what a great shepherd your shepherds on a farm they mark the sheep they brand them so that they can see who belongs to who whose sheep belongs to who But our great shepherd of the sheep this morning, our heavenly Father knows us by name. We're not just branded, we're just not branded. He knows our name. What a great shepherd that we have this morning. And this shepherd is, loves you this morning, loves me. He knows your name. He knows mine. If you're an unbeliever, if you're someone who's just come this morning and you're looking at the Christian faith, let me tell you, this is awesome stuff. This is all, there's not another religion on the face of this earth that would give you a shepherd like our shepherd, the great shepherd of the sheep, our heavenly father. You know, we're privileged this morning to know him as our great shepherd, not just any shepherd the great shepherd of the sheep. Isn't that wonderful? These are such great truths this morning, church. These are the truths that are going to keep us when the storm blows, when things start to get more intensified in the world and in the nation. The truth of the greatness of our God will cause us to rise up and not go down We need to know how great our God is this morning. And I love this one. 1 Peter 1 verse 3. He's great, the Bible says. He's great in mercy. Great mercy. He's got great, you know... If he hadn't got mercy, not one of us would be sitting here today. Not one of us would be able to come into his presence, awesome presence of the Lord here this morning. But none of us are here out of our own self-righteousness. None of us are here because of the good that we have done and our own worthiness. But we're here because of the mercy of our heavenly Father. Not just his mercy, his great mercy deserve his mercy this morning not one of us can stand in his presence. But because of his blood and because of his sacrifice and because of his great mercy, we can come boldly this morning into his presence, boldly before the throne of grace. Oh, church, what a, what a great God we've got this morning. We don't have to put sackcloth and ashes on. We don't have to grovel this morning. We don't have to say, what a worm I am. We can say, I am a blood-bought Son, child of God, know is is mercy in my life. Mercy triumphs over judgment this morning. If you've repented, if you've turned from your sin, it doesn't matter what in the natural you feel you deserve, God's mercy reaches down to you this morning and just pours it upon your life. The past is gone. The new has arrived. What a great God. No condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus this morning. Oh, I I tell you, church, I tell you, it's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you, Lord. Then we've got um, 1 John 3, verse 1, how great, oh, you're ready to come off your seats this morning, how great, church, we need to know this, how great is the love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God. Oh, hallelujah this morning. How great is his love. It's not like human love. Human love is fickle. If you please me, I love you. If you do what I say, I love you. If you will please me, if you will give me, I will love you. God's love is not like that. If you don't tread on my toes, I love you. Let me tell you, God's love is an everlasting. God's love, there's no comparison. It's unlimited. It's not choosy. So you might be sitting here this morning and feeling most unloved. Perhaps you're only just come to know the Lord. Perhaps you're only just touching the Christian life. Let me tell you, you are part of that scripture this morning, which says, great is the love the Father has bestowed upon you, on you, on me. Not just any old love. It's the greatest love of all. Hallelujah. No one, there is no love like the love of Jesus. There is no love. And it doesn't matter why you are, what you've done this morning. He loves you. And we are the children of God. There is no maybes. There is no perhaps. He has bestowed his love upon us so that we have become his children. And nothing can separate us from the love of God this morning. What a great God. What a great God. If you came in this morning down, I want to tell you, I want you to go out flying this week as you go out through these doors. No, I tell you. Then we've got in Revelation eleven seventeen, 17, Ephesians 1 and verse 19, great power. He has great power. There is nothing that he cannot do. There is nothing impossible this morning with our great God. We mightn't see him do things the way that we, we think he should do it, when we think we should do it, but he's a powerful God. Let me tell you, the Bible says, Arise, God, from your holy hill and visit this land with your glory. Visit this land with your power. We haven't seen anything yet, church, that, we, that God is a powerful God. He's a God that cannot be mocked. You cannot make a joke of God and get away from it. You're waiting. I'm waiting now to just see what the power of God is going to do in our nation. Do you think he's left our nation? Do you think he's given up? I tell you what, you know it says that the wisdom of man is foolishness to God. That always makes me laugh. It says that God sits in the heavens and laughs. Can you believe that? I suppose when he looks at me, he's probably laughing all the time. But he's a powerful God. He's not a wimp. And the situations that you've got in your life, God's powerful. He wants you to know his power. Show us your power. We used to sing that song. Show your power, O Lord. Show your power. Let me tell you, before the Lord comes back for his church, and he is coming back for his church, he, we are going to see power that we have never seen it before. We're seeing the power. Look at the power in the tornadoes. Look at the power in a hurricane. Look what it can do. Man thinks that it's powerful. You only have to have a hurricane or a tornado. And man, man is putting his place straight away, crying on God, praying, church, we have a great God with great power. Give him a hand. Just give him a hand this morning. Amen. 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 And then Psalm 4, verse 7, it says, greater joy you have filled my heart with great joy. What joy is in your heart? What measure of joy this morning is in your heart? I'm not talking about happiness. I'm not talking about happiness this morning. I'm talking about the joy of the Lord which is pressed down, shaken together and running over in our lives. There's a joy he says he's got great. He hasn't got just ordinary nothing with God is ordinary and just mundane and on a human level. Great joy. Do you feel that great joy welling up in you right now? So it doesn't matter what circumstances we are in. We have a God who gives us great joy. Now, where is you? You have to take a a little test. Where's your joy this morning? Where's your joy? You know, Jesus had joy. He said, he set his face as a flint to the cross. And he said, I counted all joy to go to the cross and die for my people. He counted it to joy. Was it going to be painful? Was it going to be hard? Was he going to sweat big drops of blood for each one of us in Gethsemane? Of course he was. But there was a joy within him because he, through his death, was going to take many sons to glory. That's us. That's us. We are here this morning to fulfill that. He died so he could take many sons to glory. Hallelujah. Church, this morning, this morning, great joy. God wants you to have great joy. What situation's facing you in your life? You know, life happens to everybody. I look things happen to us. Do you know, Rob is going through his bereavement. Many of us have gone through bereavement. If it wasn't for the greatness of God and his power and all the things I'm preaching here this morning and his great joy, you'll never make it through. These are the the great uh, things in God that it gives us the ability to face even the darkest thing. But you see, bereavement happens to everybody. Everybody in life Disappointments, redundancies, financial problems it that's life. That's life. But we have great joy when we go through it. Do you know? It's—it's. It's I think things happen to us for us to measure. Whether we are living in the reality of that wonderful salvation that Jesus bought for us. So he gives us greater joy. You have filled my heart with great joy. That is for someone here this morning. And then Psalm 135, verse 5. He's greater than all gods. Come on. He's greater than all gods. There's not another God like our God. There's hundreds of gods. I shared this morning that, you know, when I go to have my nails done, there's a god in the corner and, and they put apples and bananas when I go in there and a big melon is there. Mind I look at his tummy. I don't think he needs anything really. But, you know, it's a god. Those people are serious people. But that god is dead. That god isn't alive. That god is, is, is just A God with a small G, (laughs) but we have a God with the big G. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God, our God, he says, "I I am that I am. I am the great I am the great I am, he says. I am the great I am. And so there is no God like him. There is no other one like like our God. Our God is a great, big, wonderful God. And Lord, we need to just recognize his great church. We must recognize his greatness. And we must recognize that all the idols that are out there in the world, that we are his privileged people this morning, because we've had the revelation that he is God Jehovah he is the great God. He is the God of all gods. And this is what's going to cause us to stand. We have no idea what's going to come against our families. We have no idea the testing that's coming down the road for us. But when we see the greatness of our God in our lives, we'll become invincible. Invincible this morning. God's invincible people. Isaiah 63, verse 1, they're a sermon, all of them in themselves. Great strength. Strength he talks um, in Isaiah 63, verse 1, of his great strength. Our great, big, wonderful God is a strong God. He's a strong God. Do you know, in the Old Testament, we have a picture of, of that strength you just see Shemar I think it is that stood in the middle of a barley field and took a sword until it stuck to his hand and defeated a whole army on his own why did he do it in his own strength no He did it because he had the power of God within him. There is nothing that we cannot withstand when we have a God that's strong, great strength. And God's raising up in the earth a great, strong church. A strong church. That's why it's important that we grasp the greatness of God this morning so that when the tests come, we prove his greatness, we prove his strength, in our lives, thank you, Lord. And then Revelation fifteen verse three, the um, the angels sang, "Great and marvelous are his deeds." The angels sang; they knew his works are great. There is is great. Many stories here this morning which would prove how great and marvellous the Lord is. Many testimonies within our church this morning, let alone in the whole nation of those who believe in the Lord. He's great. And marvelous that's the only way that we can express him this morning you're great and marvelous oh lord you're great and marvelous open our eyes to see that greatness you're great and marvelous david said that he was great the lord was great david was able to do amazing things because he had a revelation of the greatness of god so that's amazing isn't it? so we have a great salvation we have a great high priest, a great shepherd, great mercy, great love, great power, great joy, great, great, a great and only God, great strength. He's great and marvellous. Let's give him a clap for that, is it? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Halle- I'm hoping that this is lifting somebody's spirits here today. I hope this is giving you a fresh revelation um, on how great our God is this morning. How do we apply it now? How do we apply all that the greatness of God is to our lives? How do we apply that? How do we, you know, the meaning of great, big, extreme, exceptional, remarkable, impressive. Think of our life. Excellent, fantastic, more than, enough, more than usual, long in duration. How do these characterize our lives this morning? How do we apply that to our lives? You know, in Psalm 18, verse 35, it says of God, You stoop down to make me great God stooped down to make you great you can't that's too much for us to filter isn't it when you hear it but I've just preached on the great spoke on this the great the characteristics of the greatness of God and yet God says I stooped down that you would know this greatness in your life individually through the power of the Holy Spirit you know that is, to me, this is awesome. You know, some people go, I like deep messages. Let me tell you, that's as deep as I can cope with. <laughs> this is as deep as I can cope with, that God stooped down to make me great, to make me have the, the characteristics and the strength of what I just preached. Why then are we so weak? Why is it that sometimes we just go down like a pack of cards? Why is it that we, you know, um, sometimes we just don't seem to, the penny doesn't seem to drop? You stoop down. He wants us, He wants you to be great. He doesn't want you to be weak. He doesn't want me to be weak. He doesn't want me to move in negativity. He wants me to see at the positivity of his greatness worked out in my life through the power of his Holy Spirit. 1 John 4, verse 4. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So God's about greatness, He's not about meek, well, I'm not using meek as far as, you know, the meekness of the Bible. I'm talking, he doesn't, he's not looking for us to move in weakness, to be insipid, to be easily swayed, to always go down. God stooped down so that he could bring us up to his greatness where he is church the penny has to drop in 2019 as we go thinking going in now to 2020 you know what I mean that things everything's changing nothing is going to stay the same church isn't going to stay the same this country is not going to stay the same Europe's not going to stay the same the world is not going to stay the same, but we have a great God who stooped down, not for us to go all weak-kneeled and, and, and all scared and frightened and do a runner, but he has come down to make us great, and he says, greater is he, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, in you than he that is coming against the world and in the world. Now, church, we need that to sink in in these last days into our spirit. Because if we don't, we will fall by the wayside because the enemy wants to bring you down he wants to bring me down he wants to bring the church down but when we have a glimpse of the greatness of God living in me living in you we are invincible church we are invincible greater is he I want to talk right now perhaps um, perhaps you come in this morning and you've got that victim mentality. You have a victim mentality. You need to have a revelation from this word that that is not what God has got for you. Perhaps you haven't given your life to the Lord yet, and terrible things that have happened to you in your life. You have got the answer here this morning. You can go out knowing this great God. You can go out knowing his great salvation. You can go out knowing his great mercy. You can go out knowing that he's your shepherd. You can go out starting to move in his power. You can go out with great joy this morning and great strength and you can begin to start recognising how great and marvellous the great God that we serve is. So don't leave this building this morning without us leading you and praying with you to let you, for you to know the greatness of God. But to those of us who are believers this morning, we have a victim mentality everything happens to me. Why is other people's blessed? Why did this happen to happen? Let me tell you, it's only when we have a glimpse of God's greatness that we realize we need to move from that position into recognizing the greatness of God at work in our lives. Thank you, Lord. And so if you have that victim mentality this morning, I want you to have a revelation this morning of the greatness of God. And not only externally but internally you have everything that you need to overcome even the most hardest saddest painful things that happen to us in our lives thank you Lord or you might this morning be and you're paralyzed by your circumstances perhaps something's happened in your life perhaps somebody has let you down perhaps you've lost somebody that you love perhaps you're And it's paralyzed you. Perhaps, you know, there's three things that paralyzes us. Things that the wrong choices that we make paralyzes us. Things that other people do against us can paralyze us. I can't remember what the other one was. And um, there was three things I wrote down. I've only written the two. But these things paralyze us. What other people do to us, what we do to ourselves These things paralyze us. But this morning, God's greatness can release us. So wherever you are right now... If you're paralyzed in a situation, you can't move forward. I'm telling you, God wants to reveal his greatness to you. That he can take you from where you are right now and he can stabilize your life. He can put you into a position where you can move on and his greatness be even more revealed to you as you walk. And so this morning, I just want you to speak to people Um, that are paralyzed by things that have happened, whether it's through your own choice or things that you weren't in control of. You may be waiting for others to make you happy and to change your life. Do you know God says, no, I'm, I'm great. I'm the great one in your life. You only need me. I am great. I open doors, I close doors. I move you from here and I'll put you there. But I'm your source this morning. I am your great God. And we mustn't wait for someone else. You know, you stoop down to make us. We don't need anyone else but Jesus this morning to hold the reins of our lives. We don't need to be a needy people this morning with a great God. You know, we don't need... We don't need to look to man to make things happen in our lives. We, with God, move in his greatness and things happen, they happen, and it's exciting because we haven't manipulated, we haven't gone down in a pity party, but we have said, no, I'm trusting the greatness of God that's there in the heavens for me, but in my own life. I want to address. So whatever you're a victim if you're paralysed by your circumstances, if you're waiting for someone else to meet your need, I want you to have a revelation of the greatness of God this morning. He knows everything about us all in here this morning. And our greatest need this morning is to recognise his greatness. It's to recognise his greatness, church. So wherever you are this morning, how great is our God. How great is our God. He wraps himself in light and darkness tries to hide and trembles at his voice and trembles at his voice. Age to age he stands and time is in his hands, beginning and the end, beginning and the end. The Godhead, three in one, Father, Spirit, Son, the lion and the lamb. There's a great day coming, church. I want to finish on this. There's a great day coming when the heavens are going to open and Jesus is going to return and he's going to set up his kingdom. And that is going to be a great day for every one of us. We've got a great home waiting for us. We've got a great hope this morning we've got a hope that's gone through the curtain and is touching the throne this morning we have a great hope we are not going to go down with the ship we are not in a sinking ship we are not the church is going to arise a great church is going to arise in this nation all over this world it says the day is waiting for that great unveiling that's just come to me now the great unveiling of the people of God there's a great unveiling coming church I want come church to be ready and great and powerful and mighty for that day but let me tell you that Lord is going to come back and it's going to be a great day for us all Thanks for listening to CommChurch Talks. We'd love to hear from you and you're welcome to any of our Sunday services or midweek comms. For more information or to contact us, please visit www.comchurch.org.uk or find us on Facebook. God bless.